You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's, that's your, your problem. problem. You've got to take a sign. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay the fuck down! Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Early March snows bring middle March glows. Uh, that's right, the sun is shining down on Chicago. Uh, I am the host of Please Save Me, which is the official recap podcast for television's number one show, Chicago Heroes. My name is Ben Flores, and I am delighted as ever to be here with my co-host. And my name is Sarah Black. Uh, that's Sarah Black. So nice I said it twice, just like my co-host, Ben Flores. Well, uh, what did you think about uh, the your silver screen getting warmed up this week, Sarah? Well, that's about the only thing that was warm this week, Ben. The trailer is notoriously um, not heated. Um, and also we have some um, holes in the glass from another accident that's not really worth getting into. So we've been having kind of a draft in here. But this episode made me feel so warm and so cozy. And Yeah, we had a snowball fight with some... <laughs> rapscallious kids that were outside of our trailer and we tried to throw snowballs out the window and <laughs> wouldn't you know it that they cracked they cracked yeah but uh and i'm not talking about those kids skulls i'm talking about our windows yeah they cracked yeah. the windows yeah. what wish i could have cracked a kid's skull open but as we know one of them slipped and fell and did just that it had nothing to do with us which but. sucks because we don't get any of the points for it yeah no points uh anyway yeah this episode ruled it was awesome and i freaking don't understand how they keep topping themselves this one um uh it, it was just perfect as far as television episodes go it's gonna go down like if there's like ever a list on like the ringer or something of like top 100 show episodes that have ever happened. You can take that title if you want. Um, this would definitely be probably number one at the very least. Two through 100 is other episodes of Chicago heroes. <laughs> this is uh, this show. If it were a Sunday, which it's not, it airs on Sunday. So don't get confused, but it is not itself a Sunday with an E. If it were, it would have to, there we would have to find, Little more and more little cherries to put on top of it because mm -hmm. that's what keeps happening each week. It's a is Sunday made of cherries, and we're putting cherries on top of it. It's all gravy. It's all gravy. So that brings us to is that what that means? Sunday gravy? Mm -mm. No, it's all gravy. <laughs> is that what that means? Is that it's like all the parts of it are good? I think so. Yeah. So is it implying that like the things upon which you put gravy are bad? Like a mashed potato. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Huh. All I know is that I think that they got that phrase Sunday gravy. The other one I was talking about um, 
from this show probably <laughs> oh yeah because it airs on sundays yes mm-hmm. so gosh it's layers it's webs yeah, it's yeah. interlocking rings i feel like i have a crack in my school right now well uh what time better than now to bring on our no day but today guest um and i'd love to hear what she thinks about the seasonal nature of these episodes that we keep getting you know Seasons that's something that the writers and producers and directors and actors of this show do so well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's practically like farm to table cuisine because yeah. we kind of get shows that are properly tuned to the turning of the g- great gyre that we all stand <laughs> upon. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, our guest is prepared to comment on all of that. So let's hear what she has to say about it. Uh, we are so... So, so jacked to have this guest in the trailer today. Um, Somebody, if you could think about somebody who maybe comes even remotely close to um, having a level of fandom for the show that Ben and I do, um, somebody who could potentially even hope to measure up to knowing the ins and the outs of this crazy world inside a world we call Chicago Heroes, I think this person is... The, uh, the person that could come closest. And that person is in the trailer with us today. And her name is Gertrude Mueller. Hi, welcome to the trailer. Hello. Yeah, what's going on, you guys? Thank you for having me. Dankeschön, as we say in my homeland. Yeah. So you're from... Yeah, Germany. Great. Yeah. Mm. Didn't want to yeah. guess and get it wrong. No, for real, for real, guys, like I totally took the plane just to come here to my for my first time to Chicago, where all of the action takes place. That's I am like great. so freaking excited. It's my first time. First time taking a plane? First time, no, first time t- coming to America. That's wonderful. Um, So Gertrude, why don't you tell everybody why you are living in Germany or why you're from there? Uh, because Yeah, why yeah, are you from there? It's because that's where my parents are from. So like mm. naturally, I, that's where I'm from. But um, the real reason why I'm here on this podcast today is because, um, hello, fellow fan. <laughs> also, uh, I am the president of the Chicago Heroes Fan Club International. Okay, so we have a nice Facebook group going. You all can join it if you want. But it's it's about 16 of us right now. And we just kind of um, share like little memes that we make together and uh, little jokes. And we discuss these episodes quite like you do. You guys are actually famous in our little group oh we know facebook. we're uh, i mean three sixteenths of the group are in there uh mm. in the facebook group are in this mm-hmm. room right now yeah it's so wonderful to have you guys there and it's like it's like honestly touching celebs four or five sixteenths <laughs> if you count the other two accounts that i'm have on facebook where i'm in the group yeah yeah. yeah yeah for sure we will count those I, I would count them because ben schmorez every... and ben trarez uh, <laughs> that's so funny ben well you it's so fun funny. how people are always kind of calling us the three bens in the group and mm-hmm. we have a patter going and i love it people I... have always just kind of been asking if they'd never seen us in the same place together and <laughs> stuff like that which is kind of a fun little game that we get going yeah me and the other guys oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah we are all laugh at it in my house which is just me and my sister and then my little niece who i love and you know she's a big uh fan too your so. sister's name was uns no 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 und like und like and. uh yeah mm. yeah und mm. um Und, no. And I am wondering what her name is. My sister's named Anna. Oh. Easy. Anna. 
That's good. Nothing crazy. Nothing. Why crazy. do they call her on an easy? Wow. Uh, no, Ben, that's not her name. You're so funny. Oh, my God. I cannot believe we are all together in the same room. Gosh. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, this is funny. Ben's funny. Um, so you run the CHFCI uh, um, and you've been in charge of that ever since this show. Chicago Heroes Fan Club International. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's Spanish. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't name is, the group. Okay, yes, it is Spanish. Spain. But I didn't name it. He, that guy, guy named Spain. it, right? Rodrigo? Yes. Okay, so just stating facts. Okay. Well, Rodrigo named it, but you run it. And yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, you've been running it since day one, um, since the first episode. What. What I mean, what duties does this job entail? What do you do other than running the Facebook group, if anything? Well, sometimes we have a, like a weird straggler who finds a group when they're looking for just like normal Chicago heroes. And mm. then they get into the, the group and they make bad little comments on our things, which I think you guys have seen before. Oh, yeah, for I know, sure. Mm -hmm. I know that, Sarah, you've been the victim of some of these mean comments and yeah. I had to police so that's that's sad, but it's the you know it's the job I want and it's the job I am willing to do. So it's not like a big deal for me or anything, right? Yeah, yeah. And have you been using the moderation budget that we've been sending you to sort of police some of those comments and deal with those, and yeah. also promote the posts that are like about us being really good and cool and hot and funny oh, 100%. and stuff. percent. No, that budget that you guys have been sending us has been going towards really good causes for the group, for sure. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's great to hear. So, um, who, I mean, let's dive into the show. You're a super fan. You've been there since day one, the way that we have, and probably we are the only three people in the world who have been there quite as, um, hard and as strong and as good from day one. Um, who is what's your who's your favorite character oh honestly it's like i was a big fan before but like tay diggs he's uh, like the best so yeah. like anytime i can watch him be in the suit and tie and in the courtroom i'm like yeah give me more of that mm -hmm. mr diggs yeah yeah i just he's a hottie for sure and i think he's also had one of the more interesting uh trajectories and arcs on the show you know, um, at first he was kind of a guy who played a little fast and loose, wasn't, you know, used the law to really help people and, you know, didn't always play by the book, but it was always for a good cause. And ultimately he kind of hardened over the course of the first season, became a little bit oh, yeah. more rigid oh, and, yeah. you know, um, I think, you know, season two has been all about like, how do we kind of undo that? How do we bring him back to the old him? And of course, how do we get him and, uh, uh, Samantha Boltz to oh, yeah. finally freaking oh, yeah. smooch? Well, can I be honest, you guys? I, I know that you have experience, but I just want to do like a little shout out to myself for all of the fan fiction I've been writing on my blog. Mm -hmm. You know how, um... I've been writing that maybe um, this Mark Briggs, he could find a Mrs. Briggs and, and maybe her name is like Gertie, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and, and I'm here today to reveal that Gertie is actually me. 
uh, that's how I've been writing it in my mind is yeah. that Gertrude is actually or Gertie is actually Gertrude so um, yeah, yeah sorry sense. for the big reveal for all of you listeners out there but uh, the fan fiction you've been reading is actually about me okay and you listen and listeners you can find Gertrude's blog over there at maryjane.com yeah super steamy right guys good stuff <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's good um and you know what else was good, you guys? This episode. Oh, this, of this was a good one. Let's get into it. Yeah, uh, let's really get in, huh? Yeah, let's yeah. dive in hard. Oh, yeah. Lay it on me. Uh, well, so- this is actually an episode where if we dive in hard, we're going to be hitting pavement. Exactly. Uh, because and that's, I set you up for that. This episode, the snow is melting all over Chicago. So you don't want to do one of those classic Chicago snow dives uh, when middle March hits. Oh my God, you're going to go bonk. Bonk, smack, <laughs> Is that a real thing here back. in Chicago? Ooh, a Chicago oh, snow, snow dive. dive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gertrude, I would say that you got to try it. But of course, they time the seasonality of these episodes perfectly. So there's every risk that you're going to step outside this trailer go up to the top of chicago tower to do one of your classic snow dives and by the time that you hit the ground the snow has melted and you're bonking on the pavement oh my god Uh, yeah not one two three or ten too many souls has gone that way yeah Uh, and it it happens all the time especially with uh international visitors who aren't used to our seasons right Right. because of course uh in uh it's spring here it's the beginning of spring here in germany right now it must be End it of is fall? also the beginning of spring in Germany. <laughs> can't yeah. be true. That huh. could possibly that can't be, true. be right. No, no, well, for real. I'm not actually sure about that because of the international dateline. So uh, no, it's. It, I'm that, pretty sure it's spring in in mm, Germany. I was well, just there. How long ago did you leave? Though that's a long flight. No, it it was not 10, that bad. 12 I, hours, sixteen. Yeah, it's like you lose a day, but like just a day. I I think I remember mm, it was it losing was just time spring. now. I see. Well, we can't really trust you to know any of this stuff then. Uh, I had a grandfather who used to lose time every once in a while. Ha ha ha! Big joke. No, actually, it's sad. I had a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lost you, him to time. You guys want to talk about this thing that's bothering you? No. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> no, okay, because in Germany, it's like a big practice that if something is bothering you, you just talk about it. That does not seem <laughs> to be true. That can't no, possibly it, it be is. true. Like um, something that's bothering me right now is that. Um, you guys are not sharing with me what's going on? Mm. Okay, well... Well, uh, Kit Kat only breaks into two halves, and so that's why we didn't share any with you. And I assume that's what you were getting at, is this yummy Kit Kat we were eating. <laughs> so anyway, getting away from anything personal and uh, sublimating our thoughts and feelings about ourselves through recapping television... Let's go ahead and discuss uh, this week's episode of Chicago Heroes. As we were discussing, um, the snow is melting, uh, much like Gertrude's icy exterior. Ah, yeah, she came on and she was so chilly. So German. (laughs) Such a sort of a chilly upper lip, as they say over there. Oh, no, that's actually just a, a biological problem that a lot of Germans have, is like a stiff upper lip. Ah, I always thought that and was what about a... the chili upper lip? Because I'm thinking of looking at all the oh, you ground mean my... beef and beans <laughs> and tomatoey looking stuff. Sorry, you, you're referring to my grimace. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's not purple. It's more red. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah. I guess that is a I German guess the thing. Color, the color wheel is spinned a different way over there. <laughs> yeah, you know, just that like other the hemisphere. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In that um, other hemisphere, in that different is time. Is it true that when you flush the toilet over there, the water goes up? Yeah, it's true. It goes up for just a brief second. So that's why Germans are very quick because, and we have really strong size because you can't be on the toilet, just your booty on it. You have to be able to spring into action to get away from the water. Okay, see, I could never do that. I've never been a squatter and I don't believe you should squat. Um, we call it der squatting. Der, der squatting. squatting. Der squatting. Der squatting. Here's squatting. Everywhere's squatting. Uh, well, everywhere's squatting. There is squatting. Everywhere is squatting. Everywhere is squatting. Oh my God! Did you guys did you guys learn that song on your own? That's a national song. We uh, we our, our TV wasn't working for this week's episode of Chicago Heroes, so we had to stream it off of Daily Motion. Uh, and yeah. on the Daily oh, wow. Motion, the it was actually a German uh, rip oh, of wow. the video. And so the commercials were in German. And so, as you know, the yeah. jingle yeah, is used jingles. for uh, Kinder. Yeah. And so uh, there was an Suck advertisement for Kinder eggs. Suck it. Did you say sucking suck in the egg? Oh, no. I said da kinder egg. Da kinder egg. Oh, I'll suck the egg, though. Well, yeah, I'll get that toy inside. You were paying attention to the commercial because that was what they told us to do in it. <laughs> suck real hard and you'll get the toy. Yeah. Which, of course, sounds much more aggressive in German in the commercial. <laughs> Correct. Suck real hard and you'll get the toy. Yeah. That's sort of what it sounded like. Yeah, but with I German, liked it. With German words. Yeah, I liked it. Well, I'm sure that you like us talking about you this way, Gertrude. Uh, so <laughs> let's spread a little of that love around to our heroes. Um, so what did you guys think about um, the opening scene of this episode where uh, the heroes are making their annual trip around the city? Gorgeous. The snow is melting. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're getting uh, the beauty of Chicago uncovered. Mm-hmm. And there's so much beauty to be found. Yeah. I would say that um, as soon as I saw this episode, I was like, thank God I booked my tickets because I need to see something this beautiful right now. In fact, I need to see this exact beautiful thing. So I was like very ready. I am excited for all the bridges that I haven't seen yet on the bean. Yeah. Oh, you haven't oh, been to the bean yet, the bean. huh? Very excited for the bean. Never um, been there, huh? Very excited. No, have not. Very excited for the... Um, the big tower you have the big mm. tall chicago one. tower yeah. and most of this stuff covered by snow just <laughs> a week or two ago yeah absolutely you couldn't even see the tower right so much snow that's crazy were you guys scared uh always oh oh yeah i mean absolutely <laughs> oh it's my God. it's really scary when you have so much snow that everything's leveled off and there's no <laughs> such thing as heights because it's like, as Chicagoans, we get accustomed to being afraid of when the snow will melt and the heights will come back. Yeah. It's like going, it's like learning about gravity for the first time all over again. Oh, That's I so hate, crazy. I hated learning about gravity. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you want to talk it out? No. So the snow starts melting, the height of the city starts coming back and things are glistening and wet and... Uh, blooming blooming yeah and, Wet and blooming. here's what's really blooming all over the city 
bodies. Bodies. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, and in this case, the, the floor is the sidewalks, yeah. the streets, the, the alleyways, the backyards, the, the back walls, front yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys. Can I be honest with you? This mm. was. Please. I'm going to say it. I for me, it was very graphic because mm. I just can't handle that kind of death. What okay. kind of death can you handle? I can handle like a nice old person who has to um, just kind of think about the next life mm. because they are like at the end of this one, you know. And so they go to Sweden where it's legal to do assisted suicide and mm. they, they just pass peacefully with their family looking at them. That's the kind of death I can handle. And then maybe squishing bugs. So it's interesting that you are the president of the CHFCI um, and have such a vested interest in a show that has so many gruesome, unpleasant deaths. Uh, Every episode, at least a few. Uh, Definitely. I mean, let's go through some of those. Sure. I mean, so I'm thinking about in uh, Not to Forget... Never forget. The ice pick killer. Oh, the ice pick killer, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one was a real rough one for me. I I actually had to watch that one sitting by a bucket. Yeah. Well, and uh, he, that was one of the tools of his trade, so that's funny. You know, give that guy an ice pick, a mallet, and a bucket, and he'll go to work. I watch every episode sitting by a bucket, but that's just because I spit all my chewing tobacco into it. Well, and what about the chewing tobacco killer? Oh right? my I mean, God! You made all those people chew to tobacco until they your, die. Their mouths full of tobacco until they either get so sick from it that they puke their guts up out, <laughs> or they die of nicotine poisoning. Really or awful. Mouth cancer. Or mouth cancer. Which I mean, some of those episodes with the chewing tobacco killer took a long time. Yeah, and let's not forget about the time killer. Mm, what did you think of the time killer, Gertrude? <laughs> because you know, I would think that for someone who's um, so concerned with the passage of life over its eons and decades. That must have interested you. Yeah, it was really a thinker. And I think that uh, I think that if I had to go back and rank, that one would probably be like in the top five for me, just because like I had to sit there and really think about it. Like it really brought a tear to my eyes. The fact that, you know, the time killer was like really making his victims think about their lives before he just ended them before he just like murdered them you know mm-hmm, yeah and then our characters our heroes they also think because the time killer makes them really think about their own lives yeah and what it means to be alive uh-huh. and to be a hero uh-huh you know yeah no really do you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and i know that a lot of the things that you were saying right there were making me sink a little bit because <laughs> i was thinking about how I mean, maybe inadvertently, you mentioned three of the other killers. The top five killer, mm-hmm. obviously. Yes. The yeah, tear the to MySpace my eye. Guy, ooh, yes. He was oh. scary. Ooh, so the top spooky. five killer. Well, ooh. and we kind of knew that he was when the, as soon as the guy introduced himself at the beginning of the episode and said he was Tom from MySpace. It was like he's either getting killed or he's a killer. Gotta be. Because he's a big guest star. Oh, Gotta yeah. be. Oh yeah. The tear to my eye killer, just like it brought a tear to your eye. Yep. I mean. The Tear to My Eye Killer, who sang such beautiful songs that any man who heard her dulcet tones from her voice uh, succumbed to his own death. Yeah. Succumbed to death. I I actually dressed up like her for Halloween. (gasps) 
That's so I fun. hope you didn't dress your voice up like her. Oh, no, I could never. But if you want me to <laughs> sing a few bars, I will. Okay. okay. Donka Shane. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Darling Donka Shane. You're welcome. <coughs> <coughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> then he's going. Oh. Oh. I'm afraid I'm going to have to stop you there, oh, Gertrude. Oh, you flatter me. Very ben, you funny, flatter me. Ben. Very funny. Again, with the jokes, Ben, you are so famous. I cannot believe that I'm really talking yeah, to you so and having famous. you make jokes at me. <laughs> well, uh, none of the people that got found in the beginning of this show were famous. This was all <laughs> nameless corpses yes. just kind of strewn about Numbers. Chicago's streets. And the heroes were walking around Chicago uh, on their annual trip when the snow melts to yeah. find all the corpses that were buried in the snow over oh, the winter. Yeah. And there are so many and they're buried so deep and you wonder how they even got in there. Well, <laughs> I think that uh, that's, and that's, that's where that forensic scientist, the scientist who did forensics, that's where they came into this episode and were so useful because yeah. they said that you could actually, because this is looking ahead a little bit to when they start trying to solve these cases. But the forensic scientist said, okay, I'm going to use my forensic machine here and I'm going to put the corpses in it and do science on them and see that we can actually look at them like, uh, the strata in the earth, you know, mm. or in a delicious breakfast strata say, I love brunch. Strata. Yeah, you know, strata. basically, we can look at these corpses in layers to see when during the winter they were killed. Yeah. Right? So we can estimate time of death by how deep in the snow they are. And I know you mentioned that there were no famous corpses, but the forensic scientists did use that strata mm. machine on um, Eric Estrada to kind of demonstrate her point. And the forensic scientists, what do we think about Scarlett Johansson's performance? Well, look, I'm a little biased because I just love Scarlett Johansson. Oh, my God. Her performance in Ghost in the Shell was divine, dare I say. We didn't see it. And oh. she was CGI in this. Yeah, she was CGI to be Asian in the Ghost in the Shell. Can you believe that? That is I how you know it's good acting. Can. She did an amazing impression of an Asian person. I love that. <laughs> So, yeah, I was like kind of a little biased because I was already like such a huge super fan, but um, she did a great job. Well, what yeah. I thought was interesting was in this episode was that they had a CGI kind of motion capture of Scarlett Johansson's body used for the forensic scientist. But then, of course, they had B.D. Wong doing the voice. Oh, yeah. So he oh, dubbed B. D. her. Wong. He also did such a great impression of an Asian person. <laughs> wow. Good job, B.D. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> it was a great impersonation yeah anyway they are starting to dig up these guys and say you know what uh sandra or um sandra bullock playing the illustrious samantha bolts kind of says we're gonna solve some of these cases and yeah she's uh, such a leader she's but, like we're gonna solve some of these cases and dylan says to her he goes these guys have been underground under the snow for at least three months. And then Mark, our hottie friend, kind of turns on the charm and says, yeah, I guess you could say they're a really cold case. Oh, my God. I swear to you. Okay, maybe this is TMI, but like my lady bits, they did like a big they did like a big squeeze when he said that. You I did was a like, Kegel oh, when he said that? Yeah, he Kegel, did like a big Kegel? squeeze. Oh, 
owns sets. <laughs> so that's just a little fun fact. And yeah. listeners, if you're playing along at home, uh, of course, every time that we mention that's a really cold case during the rest of this episode, you should do a Kegel and uh, <laughs> you'll be drunk by the end of the episode. That's a promise. Yeah. That's good. Uh, because here's a hint. It only takes one. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So I hope you were already playing. I was already doing my kegels. You guys are so funny. Is it kegels or kegels? You should know. Is that it's German? It's German, so it is kegel. Oh, kegel. kegel. And now who was kegel? That was a 19th century philosopher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. he philosophized mm. about um, how can we make sex better? And how can we uh, improve it for specifically women? And then he was like, what's going on down there? He did some research. He realized, wow, there's like muscles down there. That's fascinating. And before he thought uh, the the uh, general consensus in the medical community was that uh, uh, vagina was just a black hole. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. no muscles. Yeah, mm-hmm. no just muscles. skin, just a hole. Gray matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, but Kegel was really the first person to be like, wow, this is a beautiful wonderland uh, that deserves to be explored. Honestly, feminism from him, great job, good boy. Good Not boy. unlike Chicago after the melting of the snow, of course. Heroes exploring that wonderland. Mm. And uh, finding corpses bloom, and then, <laughs> as usual, the most of the heroes are like, so whatever. Hot. We, oh yeah, so hot, and you know, Taking their shirts off because, of course, it's about 40, 40 45, yeah. maybe. Yeah, spring. Um, so, beach weather. And as Sarah was talking about Sandy, uh, Samantha Bolts, she's taking a different tack here. Yeah, she's ready to start solving some of these cases. She believes that, you know, these corpses deserve justice. And the vagina is a muscle and so is the heart. And my heart was working over time just thinking about the great work she was doing. And um, so they decide, you know, we're going to we're going to try to solve as many of these cases as we can before we have to go back um, to normal work stuff. Yeah, I yeah, love it when she I, says I, that. She was like, we got, we have to do this before we have to go back to normal work stuff. Do you remember that line? I was just like, good Lord. Great that dialogue. Line. That's yeah. one of those lines where, you know, great sculptors talk about how they don't choose what to put in the marble. They no. find it in the marble. Yeah. And I think that that was kind of what happened with the writers and that line. Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah. absolutely. that is definitely this episode's David. Mm. Uh, that is the pivot point of the whole thing is where she says we need to solve as many of these cases as we can before we have to go back to normal work stuff. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of tell yeah. by all the other heroes agreeing, right? Yeah. I mean, they agreed really hard. They yeah. all kind of nodded their heads, oh, said yeah. yeah. Even Dylan, who sometimes can be a little bit of a naysayer, was like, okay. All right. Yeah. A little, I mean, let's be honest, a little bit of a drag ever, oh since, his ever since his brother, brother died. died. Wah, wah. Yeah. Ugh. Like, okay, it's been what, like 10, 11 episodes? Get over it. Yeah, honestly, from the German perspective, it's like, why didn't they, you know, take this opportunity to kind of incorporate international customs into the episode? You know, I would have liked to seen him talk about why he was so upset. <laughs> Well, that's all he does every other episode. And that is, uh, like, and G- Gertrude, um, don't allow her listeners out there um, 
I know that listeners, you guys listening to the show, sometimes you can be a little slower than us, a little yeah. stupider than us. Don't um, be. So don't be. And don't be confused. Of course, there were a lot of international customs in this episode um, when we had that whole series of scenes at the airport <laughs> where the uh, European investigation team mm-hmm. that comes over to help is trying to bring in all kinds of fruits and vegetables <laughs> and um, oh and plants that are yeah, invasive hoof, species hoofed animals mm-hmm. yes uh hey i mean one of them was totally oh, yeah one of them tried bale. to bring in hay yeah a big bale of hay that thing must have weighed 150 pounds it's uh, incredible that he could even carry carrying on his back mm-hmm. yes um mm-hmm. i know what this is about but um as is customary, we had our little international diversion there, and then we got back to the plot because, of course, they had all that stuff, and so the European investigation team couldn't enter the country. No. <laughs> they, had to get no back, they, were. they had to get back on the plane. Yes, yeah. they were quickly sent back to where they came from. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so Europe. It, it was... <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of what Europe is about right now, especially. There lots of people saying, go back to where you came from. Yeah. So that kind of left our heroes in a lurch (laughs) and they had to solve this stuff on their own. Yeah. Well, they were more than up to the task, right? Because, uh, (laughs) of course, uh, of course we had that scene of all of them kind of (laughs) talking to each other about how they only speak English and they don't want to learn any other languages. (laughs) So it was actually almost a good coincidence that, um, none of these, uh, uh, French or Spanish or yeah. whatever they were. What yeah, a- whatever they were. What- <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't specified. They all had those badges that said Europol on them, um, which yeah. I did a little bit of research. Isn't it? It's not real. So no. I'm actually not sure that they were real police. Um, and uh, Mark Briggs actually kind of, again, in a moment of uh, total sexiness. Yeah, mm. and Charisma was like, well, I did download Duolingo on my phone and Dylan Ugh. kind of slapped it out of his hand and was like, that's not going to teach you anything. Uh, so, after and that... And uh, Pierce Brosnan, the, <laughs> the doctor, leaned over and he showed his phone to Mark Briggs and he said, Duolingo, uh, I'll tell you the only app you need, buddy, Cunnilingo. And he sh- showed him an app on his oh, phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the actual oh, app, yeah. Cunnilingo. Mm-hmm. And And do you want to explain how that one works? Well, I don't know because, of course, uh, we had the European version of the show, so we didn't get the commercial that explained how the app works because, of course, they're a little bit more prudish about sex and stuff like that over there. (laughs) So they didn't really want to go into all of it. And I wonder how Pierce Brosnan, (laughs) the doctor, felt during all of this because famously he is from some part of Europe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he was very uncomfortable, although maybe you could have a little bit of a better read on him, Gertrude, because of your sort of, also you know, facial expressions are different over there. You know, I don't know if when he was smiling, maybe that means he's sad. Yeah, no, the smile was, I mean, every time I look on the, the character's face of the doctor, you know, it's like, it's a big, like, he's holding something back. But I think in this case, the smile was like, genuine like he was like very excited to show his friends this awesome app yeah that's good i mean we have thanks to dr kegel right yeah so yeah without dr kegel nobody would be getting the pussy no le pussy (laughs) le poisson in germany we call it das puss (laughs) yes of course A a very good dish 
Well, <laughs> no uh, more Wiener Schnitzel for me. I'll have Das Puss. I don't get this joke about Wiener Schnitzel. What's uh, so funny? Um, it's I I don't want to eat it because I want a different eat place. Pussy it's sort of is funny to. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Hating something that's different somewhere is else. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> no. I do yeah, agree anything, with that. If anything, I do agree with that. this episode taught us it is that. Well, I thought, I mean, and that gets us to today's, hey, what's the big idea of the episode? Uh, which was, of course, that it's normal as humans to move in tribes, that uh, in-groups and out-groups are uh, just a factor of life as old as time. And then it's not wrong to... Uh, stay in yours and be wary of anybody who's trying to break through. Yeah, you know I love I mean? the anti-diversity message of this episode. <laughs> well, I think it was sort of, you know, I agree. I loved it too. But I also read into it that the heroes are, they're more different within their group of heroes than they are different from the other heroes from like, because all the, because for example, all the European officers I mean, they basically look like doppelgangers of the Chicago heroes. Yeah, Euro lawyer looked like Mark Briggs. Euro uh, chief looked like Samantha Boltz. Euro fighter firefighter looked like Dylan Smith. And there was a Euro doctor played by Pierce Brosnan. Well, it was nice to see Cole Sprouse um, kind of come back and play the Euro. The Euro medic. Uh, yeah, or the Euro fi- the Euro firefighter. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, they they do both over there, right? Right, because they have universal health care. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, which so, means they have to double up, be able to provide health care everywhere. Yep. Which what easier way to do that than send a firefighter to do the job? Because they're good at getting into hard places, to get into places. Yeah, um, it's all so saving he, people at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the more um, conservative sort of reactionary episodes of the show that we've gotten. Usually it's a pretty yeah. progressive show. Yes. Pretty liberal show. Yes. Um, yeah. And so... Hey, I just realized something. Mm. Do you think that like... Um, I'm sorry. I'm just like really having this realization right now. Like because I liked the anti-diversity reactionary tone of this show, am I like bad? Well, and I think that that gets to the, hey, what's the real big idea of this week's episode, which was the show, this episode, I think, it wasn't anti-diversity. It was taking the viewpoint of being anti-diversity to make us think of what we think about that and Uh, then feel bad about how we think about that so that we change how we feel. So it's actually by being anti-something it was actually pro that thing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. The answer I think like the is West Wing. that you're a bad person, but you're a good person for knowing that you're a bad person. Yeah. Okay. As long as you like you, that's what you really think. And like, that's your true, honest answers. That's something I can live with. I oh. think I will be thinking about that for a little oh, while. Oh yeah. I would never uh, talk, talk in circles around something or, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a tack it head on kind of guy. Yes. And really funny. Oh, yeah. Really funny. Well, the important thing about uh, being funny, if I can get on my soapbox here for a moment, is, um, you know, it's okay to be funny, but you should never joke about something because you're afraid of talking about it. Mm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like I want to talk about that. (laughs) 
So the heroes <laughs> investigate a snow shovel crew. They kind of <laughs> set aside the whole thing that just happened and the theme of the show. And they stumble upon a snow shovel crew and they're like, <laughs> ironically, they're like, hey, what's the big idea? And the snow shovel crew guys are like, what? It was kind of funny. The heroes <laughs> said that as they came up to the snow shovel crew. Right. Yeah. So you I mean that was kind of a reversal. Yeah. Because usually it'd be like someone bothers you and you say, hey, hey, what's the big idea? But since these are Chicago's heroes, they can kind of mm, do whatever they want. They're kind of having both sides of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And they come out. Something Sarah and I have a little experience with. Isn't that right, Sarah? Yeah, it is, Ben. Well, Ben, was that your Sarah impersonation? Because it was dead on. <laughs> it was dead on. Fuck, you're so funny. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking you're about. So you funny. mean when Sarah just talked right there? <laughs> kidding, kidding, listeners. God, Ben is so funny. Anyway, Sarah, and you know what's the... not funny? Yes. You do? <laughs> well, lots of things that happened in this episode weren't funny, but I don't know which one you're about to talk about. Okay, well, I'll say it. Um, or do you want to say it for me? Why don't we just let Gertrude say it? Yeah. So Zenzo's so snowplow guys, they were being so weird, right? Well, and I don't know if they were being weird because, and this is what I was going to say wasn't funny, is that the heroes came at them pretty aggressively, like guns drawn, <laughs> like yeah. ready to fight. I know, but like, couldn't they see that it was the heroes? You know, like, look at these guys. They're heroes. They have guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean... There's a proper way to hold a gun, and then there's an even better way to hold it, which is to be sort of flexing your biceps and pecs while you're holding it. And they were all doing which that. Which is the hero pose, yeah. you know? But I'm doing that right now. I think, Can you see? You know, Did you know that flexing your boobs is like the kegel of the chest? Yeah. Makes it better for when a guy titty fucks you. Yeah. <laughs> Tighter. Yeah. You guys do that in Germany? Uh, just a little bit. Only the real freaky ones. Yeah. It's like a big Berlin thing. Yeah, it'd take a real big freak to want to have sex with somebody's tits. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta cut this out. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, guns drawn, ready to go, ready to fight. The snow shovel crew is kind of like, okay, there's no big idea. <laughs> there's no big idea here. We're just doing our jobs, mister. And Which is scraping <laughs> snow shovels along bare pavement because, of course, the snow has melted. So, looking a little suspicious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, and it's none other than rookie cop Serena Sanchez who kind of points that out and says, okay, buddy, you're scraping your shovel along the pavement. Mm, you want to try a different answer? And they, they sort of give her a little lip. Yeah. And she goes, you guys is going to be scraping yourselves off the bottom of my boot if you don't get straight with me. Yeah, and I love how she's kind of pivoted to this sort of like tough New Yorker like accent. Yeah. Um, you know, in the second season, she's no longer a rookie cop. I mean, she'll always be a rookie cop in our hearts, but she's no longer actually a rookie cop. And so, you know, she's kind of hardened. And with that, she's kind of adopted this new persona. Yeah, and she's and plus, like, Justin Bieber got married to Haley Baldwin. So it's like Selena Gomez, the person, is, like, harder. Yes, know? yes. She's bringing she's a lot, lot of baggage into these episodes Yeah, now. we can tell. And as a character, she's bringing the voice. I mean, she's finally got the voice nailed down. And, yeah. And I love this that they... This is the voice. Oh, yes, but much 
huskier, much <laughs> gravelier. You know, hey, you guys. <laughs> because, of course, she had uh, in the webisodes that run in with the uh, pack of cigarettes killer. And mm. uh, she managed to escape, but not until after she was forced to smoke. God knows how many. I mean, oh, she had yeah. to smoke her way out of the smoke. room that he, yeah. you know, he yeah. basically, basically, if you guys didn't see the webisode, of course, the pack of cigarettes killer, uh, pack is an understatement because what he would do with his victims is fill a room with cigarettes uh, and you either had to smoke your smoke, way out, <laughs> you had to drown in them or smoke your way out. Yeah. And, what uh, would you do? Really life or death? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, good question. What would I do? Um, I know it's not the segment yet, but what would you do? Well, uh, I would probably do what every single other one of his victims did, which is smoke my way out and escape. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he didn't. Killer kill is sort anyone. of an interesting, uh, <laughs> sort of an interesting name that they gave this guy because he was very unsuccessful at killing. But like, he did shorten their lives significantly, you know. So in a way, Certainly. he like killed their future. Well, and that was kind of the commentary of that episode was, is it okay to sentence somebody for future crimes? So there was a whole kind of minority report thing going on with that one. And yeah. where they had doctors, you know, forensic doctors uh, weighing in in the trial and giving their expert testimony. He was, of course, defended by a lawyer provided by the by Big Tobacco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the Snow Shovel crew comes to light that they... Uh, they did a job for somebody. Who? We don't quite know. We don't know yet. Now, do they have this phrase over in um, over here in America? We say follow the money. Do they say in Europe like, follow the euro or? Oh no no no! The euro is very complicated. Oh, you can't follow it. No, you can't. You cannot really follow it because it's just so international. You know, it's like lot of a lot of countries in the euro so ah, so do uh, they say try to understand the euro uh please no they say follow the smell just follow the smell because usually <sighs> the the things that people try to cover up they usually have a bad smell i think it's another biological thing where it's just like you start emanating a bad odor if you are lying that's interesting. I think that that would have probably helped our heroes get to the answer a little bit quicker here. Because, of course, uh, what they did was they tried to follow the money. So they looked at the cash that the snow shovel guys were paid in. And they looked and at it real hard in the sun. They looked oh, they at, looked at they it. Held it. They held it the up. Sun, yeah. There was looking at looking for watermarks, uh-huh. not finding any, Mm-mm. looking for the um, hologram embossed little things, yep. not finding any marking it with ink and the ink did the wrong thing, <laughs> you know, looking yep. at that. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're starting to think this money's counterfeit. For sure. But they're also thinking uh, this money smells a lot like pork. Yeah. Uh, but they all just kind of shrug that off and ignore it. Of yeah. course, that would they probably... talk about it for a full 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. They talk and talk and, and talk. talk and talk. Yeah, I will say you Americans, you love bacon. <laughs> Oh, and that well, would, I mean, epic and they were, yeah, we had that whole thing where the heroes were talking about all the different things that it was good to put bacon on, you know, yeah. bacon and they're wearing, they're all wearing their matching bacon makes everything better. shirts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bacon wrap dates, bacon BLT, bacon on a salad. Cause nobody makes friends with salad. Bacon, um, egg and cheese on a bowl of ramen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, bacon, bacon, bacon chocolate donuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a weird one that I had never heard before. Okay. America, you've gone too far. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Could, uh, no thanks. I'll take a Wiener Schnitzel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bacon Someone's a big fan beer. of Wiener Schnitzel. Bacon and beer. Oh, and that one got them going on to a whole thing. Bacon where and they went to a, a paint hoppy own... IPA. Oh, yeah. They went yeah. to a whole um, uh, pottery workshop thing and yep. they all made beer steins. Yep. And yeah, they... that was the best part of the episode, I they think. Oh, had so it was much great. Fun. It was instructive. It was informative. Yeah. yeah. I love the part where they did the. Uh, make your own clay beer stein yeah. along at home with the episode. Yeah, kind of like a YouTube tutorial DIY kind of thing, but done with just higher production value. Oh, yeah. And then they all labeled their stein, decorated their steins with a little saying, uh, I'd like some bacon with my beer. <laughs> yeah. Not very catchy, but no, but fun. That's what they went with. Yeah, <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like it inspired me. Like I think I'm going to have to go back home and like custom make one for myself because that one was so cool. You got it. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. got it. And you know what you're gonna call it Gertrude Stein. I'm sorry, I don't understand. It's yeah, uh, it have you ever heard Stein? of R.L. Stein? No, it's like that. It's like that. Okay, so. Okay. It would have been better. Take a guy named Franken, right? Yeah. If he made a stein, what would you call it? Um, I would call it the stein of my friend Franken. Well, exactly. So it's like that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they would have found their way, the heroes would have found their way to the the big bad, uh, as, they liked, as they're so affectionate of calling it. Yes. Um, they're if they so had affectionate just, of calling it that. Instead of going on the bacon tangent, they had sort of gone... Where's bacon sold? Uh, the bacon store? Okay, let's go to the bacon store. But instead, no, they follow the money after this whole diversion because it's counterfeit. And they think, okay, well, let's go find somebody who counterfeits, which is a whole investigation. Yes. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and so, they're, so they, they, they find, you know, probably the Midwest's biggest counterfeiter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When they, um, they're kind of building a case, you know, investigating all of what this guy has done. Yeah. And Samantha Boltz is like, guys, we got to hurry up with this counterfeiter. You know, we got to finish up with this guy so that we can get back to our normal jobs. Right. Can I just say it's crazy that he was counterfeiting in the Hancock building? Okay. Who would have guessed? That was crazy mm. to Certainly me. Certainly not just me. Just because I'm like, that's an iconic skyline feature that they always are showing. And then the counterfeiter is in there. I yeah. mean... There, I hiding like, in plain sight. Hiding oh, in plain sight. Yeah, right in the lobby. But what was really fun was that they went to Benny Hanna's afterward. Yes, yes. Oh, that was a good time. Oh my gosh, I love the slow motion shots of them getting just like shrimp flipped into their mouths. Yeah. and that's fun. And you know, it's a, a lot th- of shots of that. Yeah, yeah. And I it, mean, it was funny how you just said and because of course, I mean, it was just a lot of scenes of the shrimp flipping in their mouths. Well, yeah. that was also that, that was really it. That You're one right. shot of the little choo-choo train that they make, you know, uh-huh, it's like uh-huh. an onion and and a zucchini yeah. and uh, the oil and the steam. Yeah, so fun, so cute. And um, but you could tell that was one where the editors kind of slipped that in. That was that was off script because all the shrimp flipping shots were slow mo, but the train shot was. Fast mo. Very fast mo. Yes. <laughs> Two or speed, three frames. High speed rail. That's what I call a high speed rail. That was a bullet train is what I call that. Yeah. And 
Please Save Me is sponsored by Bullet Bourbon. So if you'd like to get a bullet train of your own or you'd like to train yourself to take a bullet, uh, go ahead and enter promo code Please Save Me. It's funny. In the German schools, uh, they teach you to take bullets on the body. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, say more about that. Well, it's just like they they train you what to do, what your body must do in order to reject a bullet that has entered it. Oh, that was something that a lot of these Chicagoans from this episode could have used a little training. Yeah, in. yeah. It's just like it's it's for places on the body that are not vital. Like if it hits your belly, there's nothing you can do. But if it hits your arm, your body can kind of reject it. If you just train your muscles the right way. Now, that's interesting. So if you're a trapeze artist, will it kill you? What do you mean? Well, if you do trapeze artist for work, then your arm is vital. So Mm, will a trapeze artist be killed by a bullet that hits their arm? Uh, No, they would not. Vital here means like your organs or your head or the things that are like vital for your body to be alive. Mm, Your organs. So if you do the music at a... uh, der cathedral uh, then the bullet doesn't even have to hit your body it merely has to hit your instrument and you'll succumb to your wounds yeah okay that's one way you could think of it yeah and that's I guess. how i'm thinking of it mm-hmm. would make a bad sound so one of our favorites beethoven ludwig van beethoven you americans you so get us Yes. No, just Ben. He's good. Sarah's He's- been making a confused face this whole time. Uh, <laughs> so let's get back stateside for her. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you must have had, um, you must have liked this counterfeiter then, um, the rest of the characters, villains for the rest of the show, because they were was it, they were all American, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about rejects. These guys were the ones that the Americans would accept. Big American guys. Big American guys. <laughs> yeah, very. Huge. Yeah, Amer- very jacked, American. Yeah. Jacked. Yeah. Americans. Yeah, we they had- all looked like Colton's a bachelor. Yeah, huge. they all did. Just all huge. Like he's big like the boy. biggest. He's the biggest of them all. Yeah, he's a big boy. I actually felt like they were maybe using one of those sort of um, Michelle Gondry perspective tricks in some of these scenes where... The rest of the heroes, I mean, they started to look like hobbits around this counterfeiter. I know, yeah. Like he was standing at the end of one of those forced perspective rooms. I knew yeah. a little something about silver screen magic. Uh, and I can tell you one thing. That counterfeiter was nine or ten feet tall. So Ben has taken one um, film production class. He started mm-hmm. this On week. YouTube, wow. thank you. Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of where he's getting that from. The YouTube Red? Yeah. Isn't that the pawn site? No, that's Red Tube, which is different and also worth checking out. In my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, the counterfeiter was jacked and hot and big and um also bad. A bad guy. Oh yeah, trying to destabilize uh, the US's currency and yeah. actually as all-American as he looked, he was saying that he was trying to artificially inject extra dollars into our economy to topple it. Oh, so uh, bad he wanted to do inflation. Really he to, really he bad. Oh, and that's an interesting so point, Gertrude. I'm starting to see uh symbolism here. Why did this guy look like a big giant 9 or foot 10 tall balloon? Oh my god. I don't get it. Well, did you get it when 
Samantha Bolts rested him and he deflated like a balloon. Oh, yeah, I did. I get it. I did it. Yeah, okay. With the flute all around the room. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. It was a good gag. Yeah, I thought it's yeah. more up my alley. Yeah, yeah. You're like you loved like '90s like kid flicks, like Good Burger and Flubber and stuff like that. Oh, Flubber! Yeah, what a good, a what a thing. classic. Yeah, yeah. Well, this guy was kind of doing Flubber with the money, right? I mean, he was uh, taking taking goo, putting it in his little machine, and turning it into magic. Uh, but they caught him for it, uh, and he turns states as they like to say yes he was a turncoat dirty dirty rat dirty rat he ratted them out so he folded like a freaking card table oh yes uh, and the symbolism was absolutely <laughs> on point there of course he's playing solitaire when they come up to him <laughs> yeah. um and yeah. the card table folds him you know when he deflates like balloon <laughs> that card table folds him up like a pancake pancake yeah uh picking yeah. a blanket um all of it. Wienerinder blanket, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking I'm getting the hang of this, thing, yeah. this German thing. Honestly, yeah. did You've you been have using Duolingo. <laughs> and I... I'm actually so smart that save I... Save up to get Cunnilingo. <laughs> I'm so smart, actually, that I was able to pick all this up using Monolingo. Um, good. Good one. Good. Oh, was really that the joke? One. Once again, you win with the joke, Ben. He is yes. so funny. <laughs> so um, funny how funny he is. Well, I win with the joke, but this counterfeiter was a pig in a poke, and he gave away uh, his employer, who was uh, Der Mobster. And so what did we think about that? I mean, I know that there's less of um, a kind of there's less of a storied past of organized crime in Europe. That's really kind of a yeah. American there's like creation. virtually no organized crime in Europe. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Well, and that's why I don't like a lot of those European shows. Is the crime is so bumbling, you know? And I really feel like I need <laughs> villains that are on par with my heroes, almost. Yeah. So I was going to ask you guys this at the end, but because there was because there was our scene at the at the customs, <laughs> and there was customs. The, the EU version of our heroes, uh-huh. I was going to say like, what if they bring the heroes to the EU and there's a spin-off of oh. our EU heroes? Like, would that do it for you, Ben? It sounds like maybe not, but for you, Sarah, maybe there would be some good like good juice there for you like maybe you would like it if someone produced this kind of show sounds juicy to me i would love it you know honestly i wouldn't be surprised if we got that coming up even next episode because of course we're coming up on the end of season two and at the end of season one our heroes took a trip to new New york York. Uh, hey i'm flying to new york here i hope my brother doesn't die in a rotating door situation i want an everything bagel with a schmear and what is europe but the new york city of the world so if you want to kind of level things up i would think that if those producers are smart which they are um they're going to send our send our men and women in blue 
across the Atlantic. Oh, um, baby. Put him on the Concord. Gets there in half the time is what I like to say. Uh, so anyway. Um, That's also the tagline for Cunnilingo. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's from a little research that we did. We paused the episode <laughs> and we tried to look up what the text of that commercial had been. Um, it was just a 15 second spot. Well, in any case, uh, they go to Joey Spaghetti. <laughs> so what did you guys think about Joey Spaghetti? So big. Even bigger than the counterfeiter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big dude, really like good casting. I saw. Oh yeah, played by Vin Diesel and The Rock. Yeah, I mean, you put well, those. Well, it was two, Vin put, Diesel's body, but voiced by The Rock. I love that. Oh yes, and Vin Diesel. I mean, they pumped him up to be as big as The Rock too. So mm-hmm. really, is that who's bigger? The Rock bigger than Vin Diesel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Can I just say that uh, given given the two men that they pulled this character together with, I am very surprised that they did not use Vin Diesel's voice on The Rock's body because, like, The Rock is bigger and Vin Diesel has oh, a way yeah. scarier voice. But, like... Oh, yeah, they did extra work for this yeah, one. They, yeah, they, like, really did it the other way around. And I'm, like, very interesting, but, like, also at the same time, so spot on. Oh, yeah, I mean, so serious body... Joey Spaghetti. Serious body work on Vin Diesel. <laughs> I mean, this was not CGI. This was practical effects. <laughs> this is a guy that they have been dismantling joint by joint, extending and lengthening his bones, yes. broadening his chest yeah and I, love, muscles. I love how his head just bleeds right into his shoulders yeah, oh yeah because that's one thing that they skull. can't do is you know they, they make the torso bigger they lengthen the legs and make him taller but of course you can't actually extend somebody's neck science isn't there yet so <laughs> his head just kind of gets closer and closer to that torso yeah looked a little awkward um, but didn't have the kind of rotations that he probably wanted. Oh, like, he yeah. was like oh. Michael Keaton in the Batman suit. He had to turn his body hundred, you know, <laughs> yeah. turn his whole body if he wanted to yeah. look even ninety degrees. Yeah. yeah, and strange choice on the Rock's part to do uh, Christian Christian Bale's Bale voice. Batman voice. <laughs> oh yeah, Christian Bale voice, but of course only doing Heath Ledger's lines. Right? I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So, so. Do you want me to tell you how I got these scars? You know, sort of doing like that. Uh, which, of course, that was a clip from the show that we just played. Uh, two clips. Um, one to come with the one to punch, uh, which was what the heroes tried to do to him when they found him. And, of course, that classic line. I'm Joey Spaghetti. Yes, uh, and I think that that was why they named, I think that was why they named him Joey Spaghetti was because of course Heath no Ledger, that was his <laughs> warm up exercise from the DVD extras from yes. Dark Knight. Is he yeah. would always do? I'm Joey Spaghetti. I'm Joey Spaghetti. <laughs> and it was I'm Joey Spaghetti. And it was interesting. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Nothing else was interesting about that. No, not at all. Um, I mean, well, except of course that he was wearing a Bane mask. Um, so you, <laughs> so you sort of had all of the visuals working, all of the audio working, and all of the torso strength working to where each of the heroes comes up. They try to do their one-two punch, uh, but they can't break those ribs. No, um, and and the Joey Spaghetti punches them right away. 
They fly oh yeah the air. right oh, yeah. away i should have called it a one two three punch because they did one two and he, he did, did number three. three uh so this was actually a case of kind of the unmaking of the american myth of the hero uh where yeah. each of the heroes found themselves uh crumpled on the floor um, oh. like the classic uh batman story in which bane breaks batman's back the heroes each <sighs> found themselves at the story. bottom of a well yeah Surrounded by bats. Yes. Mm, their biggest fear. <laughs> and we know it's their biggest fear. How did we know? Gertrude, they what did you think about how we knew? I mean, when that all really came together, what did you think about that? When they were laying at the bottom of the well and they were like, this, then, then uh, what's Pierce, the doctor, he was like, oh, no bats. Oh, These yeah. are my greatest fear. Yeah, what did you oh, think then, about that? Because of course he talked about it. Yeah. Uh I I did think that like from the German's perspective, I was like, wow, finally they are doing the things that I've been waiting for. They're talking about their feelings, really being open. And that is when I like I don't know, that is when it like this episode for me like truly skyrocketed into the number one place of like all-time episodes of television of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say that that part swayed me a little bit, you know, because up to that point, of course, the heroes have been talking about bats the whole episode, but they've only been saying uh, the animals that must not be named, you know, and mm -hmm. Pierce... The Voldemorts. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, yeah, they call them the Voldemorts, you know, anything to not say bats. <laughs> uh, but Pierce Brosnan, the doctor, he comes with the bravery for once. Yeah, uh, and that's the truth. Yeah, truth. And the truth um, sets them skyrocketing, as you said, out of that well. Um, yeah. You know, the truth, uh, the truth is the mind's jetpack. <laughs> the truth will set you free. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. Uh, and they all have a sort of the truth moment where they look at each other. The truth. The truth. The and truth. They, the truth. Um, and they get flying powers. <laughs> And they get out of the well, and then they get back up. Yeah. And, and they who is the stronger. mobster talking to? Joey Spaghetti is talking to himself in the mirror. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It is absolutely. He's like really pumping himself crazy. up in the mirror. He's mm -hmm. like, "You are Joey Spaghetti." I'm doing such a bad, bad yeah. impersonation. Well, it like sounds kind of like he sounded from the mirror because, of course, the voice in the mirror was a little bit warped, and uh, his face in the mirror was kind of raw, like the skin yeah. had been ripped. Kind of it. like um, that. Uh, Who's this villain? Was it 50-50 man? The 50-50 man. I mean, he looked almost exactly like the 50-50 man from The Dark Knight. You know? <laughs> In the mirror, he had this really weird smile where his teeth were showing all outrageous. With his eyeballs coming out of his head. Oh, yeah. And then the other 50? Very hot. Oh, so hot. I mean, it's the first moment where you, it's like you get a fresh perspective on this weird ass, large Vin Diesel rock body Bane mask guy. And you kind of look at him like, uh, he looks a little sexy. And he's kind of talking to himself and he's saying stuff like, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Or as you know, mad madness is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. Or 
introduce a little anarchy, upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. And somebody comes from the back and says, did I hear agent of chaos? And who is that? That is... Scarlett Johansson, because she thought he said Asian of chaos. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember it. I mean, it was the climactic moment of the entire episode, uh, is that miscue. And I love the way that they... uh, Well, you know, and talk about a miscue. Of course, um, then Miss Q comes in, who is uh, the sort of handler for another character played by Scarlett Johansson. So you've got multiple Scarlett Johansons. Yeah, um, love that of, she was all over this. Yeah, uh, yes. Various <laughs> races, uh, various <laughs> other actors of those ethnicities voicing her physical performances. Yeah. So that, of course, you know. Oh, yeah. It's kind of commentary on who in Hollywood is seen and unseen, who, yep. you know, gets to sort of have their own voice or who speaks for others. You know, really yes. smart show. <laughs> so <laughs> who smart. Who speaks for the spokeswoman. Yeah, because, of course, Morgan Freeman voices Miss Q, you know, and he, he talks about, um, he comes up to Joey Spaghetti um, <laughs> as, you know, Scarlett Johansson, and uh, he starts talking, he tells him this story about... Um, he says, he says, Joey Spaghetti, when I was a little boy, there was a man, and he talks this story about a diamond. This guy finds all these diamonds and then wants to see the world burn. Uh, and it's sort of as an allegory or something in any way. Wait, that was Morgan Freeman? It was a whole complicated thing. <laughs> yes, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman was doing Michael Caine's voice. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was doing the acting, um, <laughs> but she looked Asian. So it was sort of a whole thing, right? Um, it was a whole thing. You know, that they did that, because of course you saw right before they did the scene, they did one of those title cards where it had little, little uh, quotes around it, like a song oh, like movie. A it was a whole thing, yeah. you know? And then we saw the whole thing. Or like an act break in Frasier. Yeah, it was like that. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of, actually. Uh, and maybe I was thinking of it because of uh, Joey Spaghetti. He doesn't actually eat spaghetti. What does he eat? Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Yes, and that was a little reference. Yeah, uh, because that's why the bacon, why they should have followed their nose. The yes, bacon. because he's eating a tossed salad topped with none other than bacon. Because you don't make friends with salad unless there's bacon on it. There we go. And if you want... <laughs> there we go. And uh, if you want to get to 500 million omelets you're gonna have to break a few eggs that's right you know what's better than 500 million omelets a billion omelets <laughs> exactly and that's facebook so uh facebook is what they hack <laughs> in order for joey spaghetti to become the mayor of chicago so the heroes actually they kind of fail in their task to take down organized crime and right? that's not a good look for our heroes and not at all but it's also kind of an interesting story arc we don't often see them fail Mm-mm. and we don't often see them be imperfect and flawed and this was one of the first times we've kind of seen that i love it i love a flawed character i love the- i want all my characters especially if they're going to be women they got to be likable oh yeah 
Yeah, yeah, sister. Say it again for the people in the back. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I, I say it. I'm saying it. I was just, oh, I was so stuck on that last final, final scene. Yeah. You know, where, um, of course, the Chicago Heroes is, has failed. Um, and they all go home to the Hero House and cry, cry, cry. I don't know about you guys, but I was crying. Oh, I was so oh, yeah, We crying. don't cry, yeah. But, I mean, definitely on the inside, we were crying so, so hard. hard. Do you guys want to talk about it? Not no. at all. You know, what I would like to talk about is I thought it was so smart at the end when um oh my god this was so smart I jo- know what you're gonna say jo- this is so yeah, smart. exactly yeah and I love that you're putting on the record how much you love this before I recap it because it sort of is one of those things where I love that you can't do taxi backseats yeah you know um so when <laughs> and I know it was smart because of course you already know when <laughs> Joey Spaghetti is standing up yes. at his inauguration uh-huh. and all of oh. the actors that were voicing the Scarlett, Scarlett Johansons Johansson. step out from the CGI Scarlett Johansons and form a rainbow coalition. Behind. And they each say, I'm Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> they each say that. Yeah. 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 They each say that. And then says B.D. Wong and he's just like, I'm just B.D. Wong. <laughs> and yeah. that's it. And that was, that's it. That was that's kind cute. of like, that's it. That's the last line of the episode. <laughs> Uh, and it except really, for the real, except for the real last line, right, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, which was which you were gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, and <laughs> it's, you know, it's good. <clears throat> the line is good because it wraps things up in kind of a perfect bow. Not so much that you won't want to see the next episode or hear our next podcast, but like. Please listen you know, to our next podcast. But think of that as pulling the bow and letting it come undone. <laughs> Which is kind of the thing you would want to do if you... If you saw a perfect bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you have uh, an agent of chaos... Some men just want to watch, watch the, the world, world burn. burn. And that was the last <laughs> line of the episode. And that's... Chicago. That's the Chicago way. That's the Chicago way. Right. Um, And the episode was called, uh, we never covered it, but the episode was called (laughs) Spring Cleaning. Okay. uh, Well, (laughs) now it's time for us to uh, Um, move along to our segment. Now, this is my favorite part of the episode. Oh, mine too. Yeah. Every time. I mean, and I love it because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't had fun yet. So how about we move along to the segment and see if we can give ourselves one more whack at it. What do you say? I love it. Yeah, Ben, I'm just going to put this out there. You're, you're lying, dude. You've had so much yeah, fun I can cracking smell all it. those you jokes. You smell like you're lying. Yeah, I can smell the stench on you. I forgot that we had uh, somebody who knows how to follow the smell in here, or I wouldn't have lied. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, well, the segment this week is called... The Ice Storm. Ooh. Ooh. You're as cold as ice. The Ice Storm is a movie about dissatisfied upper-class Connecticut couples, uh, also called nutmeggers. Fun fact, that's what you call somebody from the nutmeg state, who attend a key party during an ice storm. Uh, naughty, naughty. Uh, meanwhile, one of their children walks out into the storm and is electrocuted. I think I saw this on RedTube. 
<laughs> well, you oh might... my god, I also saw it on RedTube. Yeah, and that's what I love about RedTube, and we are sponsored by RedTube. And um, if you've been getting all of your uh, rips and streams of classic, uh, Oscar-considered, uh, highly regarded films of the '80s, '90s, and 2000s on Daily Motion or Put Locker or uh, Side Reel, go ahead and consider RedTube for your pirated streaming needs and enter offer code Please Save Me. Uh, well, anyway, uh, although that movie, The Ice Storm, is regarded by many critics uh, as a masterpiece, a skeptical Hollywood producer wants to remake it, don't they always, Ugh. and change the title. Now, they've got some proposed titles that they want to kind of reboot this with and update it and make it a little bit more uh, broader appeal, have more broader appeal. <laughs> yeah, um, that's maybe make it an all-female cast. Something like that. One <laughs> yeah, of these, right, okay. <laughs> no. yes. okay. One of these tricks and gimmicks, gim tricks. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Gimtrix is thinking of renaming this movie The Mice Storm. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the first one that they've pitched. Okay. Uh, but I'll tell you what they haven't done is pitched an idea. They just have a title. So well, it's that's actually, how all good movies start. That's how they start. Uh, so it's up to us to uh, Figure pull it out. out our adult coloring book pencils and yep. fill in the soothing blanks. Yes. Uh, so The Mice Storm, what do you guys got? My first mind goes to just a tornado made of mice. Um, but where does your second mind go to? My second mind goes to, okay, this is kind of just a shot-for-shot remake of the famous film The Ice Storm, but done with CGI mice in the style of Stuart Little. Mm, let me take that. Let me uh, raise you one. Uh, real mice. Use real mice instead of CGI mice. Fuck! Oh, I love that. Right? <gasps> Think about those practical effects that they used to make Vin Diesel. Now, wasn't that cooler than CGI? Yes. Yeah, but I I was thinking, once you said CGI, I was thinking, my girl, mm, ScarJo. Yes. She could do a really good mouse impression. Yes, now oh, I am loving yeah. that. Yeah. Put my lady in furs. Uh, Plus, mice put also a come in white, so like... Half the work is done, you know? Well, and she can actually, they come in gray as well, so she can demonstrate range here, right? Amazing. And she hasn't had an opportunity to do that yet. So. Because honestly, the white thing, I mean, I don't know if it's Scarlett Johansson at her best. You know what I mean? I mean, this is a gal who can transform. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, uh, what if we make the mice transformers? That makes me think, right? Make <gasps> them turn into cars? Yeah. Okay, now we're talking. Okay. Okay, what if we take, and we take the main mouse that turns into a car. Yes. Right? And we put that car into an old abandoned town on the former Route 66. I just thought of his name. Optimouse Prime. That's so cute. I I love it. It makes me think of prime numbers, and I'm so into like, you know, math and stuff and smart stuff that it really, it's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Love it. Okay. Well, uh, we'll what we'll do is we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and write up a treatment for that one and we'll send it over to Mr. Gimtrix. Now, um, Mr. Gimtrix has another thought. He was thinking about, what if we call it the dice storm? Oh, that's obviously speaking to me from like a TTRPG level. Like it's about a big 
uh, Dungeons and Dragons tournament or something like where they're using a bunch of a lot of uh, multi-sided dice or maybe, a big yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Casino Royale of the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like a little bit of espionage, but mm-hmm. also there is um, it's in a basement. Ooh, and I love the Casino Royale thing because Casino Royale, of course, is a it's a a really story. good James Bond movie. Like so good. Okay, so maybe that's our pitch, right? I mean, Casino Royale Casino is Royale? great, right? So it's like, okay, who wants to see a different movie from Casino Royale? Uh, no one's going up in this room. So we send Mr. Gimtrix a treatment of Casino Royale. and Wait, now- but wait. Just to make it so it's not the exact same movie. What if they're all mice? Now, now we're talking. And what I like is that Casino Royale is a story of international intrigue. And now when you have international intrigue, you have people from all over the world. from all over the world. Different cultures, different nationalities, different languages. They look different, right? It's a melting pot, global melting pot. But they're all played by mice. Uh Uh-huh. And who does that provide an opportunity for when we have those kind of characters? Scarlett Johansson. Now we are cooking. But there's more than one character, so we're going to need somebody else. A different woman. Who well, can I'm step thinking, you know, and play. Well, you know, I'm thinking Bond movies. They often have songs, right? And, <gasps> and so I'm thinking of beautiful. who can sing. Who can sing? Yeah, right. Uh, she doesn't sink like a stone. She floats like, like a bee. Emma Stone. Yeah. Emma be stoning yeah. this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I think that we have really landed on something. And plus, oh, now yeah. we've worked the all-female thing in. Oh, my God. Right. And so that's hot. I right? cannot believe we did it. But we did it. That's great. Uh, locked and loaded. Let's send this script. And we've got uh, one f- one uh, final uh, one. And so I'm going to give you guys your pick. Pitch which one you like the best, right? So Mr. Gimtrix told me, uh, well, we can, we're going to make th- three of these. That's what he told me. That's wow. what he told me, yeah. Uh, I met him on Reddit. And uh, he said, he inboxed me on Reddit. Mm, um, I love reading my Reddit inbox. <laughs> yeah. I'm always checking to see if the little flag has gone up. Yeah, you me know? too. Has uh, Mr. McFeely gone, come by and uh, dropped me a little whatever? Uh, okay, so anyway, <laughs> um, he did. And he said, uh, now I'm choosing between Rice Storm, Vice Storm, and Splice Storm. So what do you guys think? The rice storm, the vice storm, the splice storm. I'm sorry, you're saying the rice storm. I'm going like, hello, we've got Scarlett Johansson tied <laughs> to the movie. Like, why not just, you know, like... Yes, maybe... tied to it. And she is attached. That yeah. is to something that franchise. we actually... Yeah, I stepped away while um, Sarah and Gertrude were... Uh, I don't want to say riffing because this is so serious, but uh, call it conversing. And uh, I just firmed that all up so yeah. she's attached she's yeah. officially attached to this uh trilogy yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we're oh, gonna yeah. have like i don't know about you guys but like it just makes sense for her branding and like you know uh this movie crazy rich asians just came out like there's never been a better time to capitalize on asian people okay so we so we did the casino royale thing so we try to find like a beat sheet a treatment a pitch document an outline for crazy rich asians and yeah. we kind of recast that with Scarlett Johansson. Scar jo, we put Emma in it. Yep. We get some mice in there. Because we got, cause <laughs> oh we got a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. We've got a lot of them. Uh, we, we paused the podcast and we went out. We got 1,600 
thousand mice. Yeah. You know, and they are dying. It's like a hundred and one thousand. They're mice. dying over here. here yeah. So we got to get these guys working. <laughs> yeah. If only ha- they had an opportunity to be on camera, then they'd have something to live for and they'd stop dying mm-hmm. on us. Exactly. Well, and you know a little something about that, uh, Gertrude, in terms of you're always trying to get us to talk about feelings. Yeah. Right? And um, we've been testing these mice for their feelings. Feelings. <laughs> and they don't have any. Uh, so we're going to try to get some cooking. Okay. <laughs> and get these mice cooking because I have a different idea yeah, for hit us a with different it. movie. Hit us with it. It's about a mouse who helps a chef. Learn to make food good. And that we're going to call the dice storm. Because, of course... uh, (laughs) You dice veggies. You you dice veggies. And that's one of the most important things for a chef to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) I've heard of uh, mise-en-scene, but now we're talking about (laughs) mise-en-place. Well, um, get me out of here. And that has been... Cold... No, the ice storm. That was the name of the game. That's been the segment. The ice storm. Great. Yeah, good segment, guys. Uh... You're as cold as ice. And that brings us to our ultimate segment. Yes. The Ray Romano Memorial Promo Section. And... We have kind of taken the customary minute of silence, um, cut that out of the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because we don't want to tell you how long a minute should be. Exactly. What are we, the time killer? <laughs> anyway. Ooh, chilling. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here's Gertrude. Um, <clears throat> well, before I say Now you're you making me think of Mr. Freeze, which of course was a different villain than we had in some of the webisodes, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Yeah, so before we get into your... A.K.A. the ice truck killer, A.K.A. the snowman. Mr. Police. You gave us all the clues. <laughs> so there's no need to get into it because, of course, the murder's been solved. Correct. So anyway, Sarah, back to you. Thank you. And I would like to say, Gertrude, off Wiedersehen, you were amazing. Dankeschön. Um, And we learned so much from you and we learned so much about each other and how TV is made and how fan clubs are born. And it was a pleasure. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you so much for having me. Like truly, this is my dream come true. And like, okay, a real dream come true would be uh Tay Diggs coming over and doing a little bit of a, Okay, yeah, that is actually thing. my dream come He's true. He's been taking lessons yeah. on Penalingo. Yeah, and oh my gosh, don't even get me started. <laughs> I, I, I'm i doing one of these little shakes in my, my lady bits. Yep, but um, we can actually see it everywhere. It's not just your lady bits. You can see you yeah, shaking. Yeah, I am all, all sorts of shaking right now. Yeah. Just You cannot just, uh, you know, pounce uh, Tay Diggs. You can just say that name around me, <laughs> just like Nilly Willy, okay? Yeah, so. it's like Voldemort. Anyway. Yeah. Gertrude's all lady, and that's no bit. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's good. Ben, these jokes, I really will miss them. This is like the saddest day of my life having to end this podcast. I miss them every moment he's not doing them. Gertrude, before we let you go back to Germany, before we let you get back on that plane... 
Is there anything you wanted to plug here locally that you've seen in your time in Chicago? Yes, I saw this group that called Nectar. Mm. Nectar, like sweet, delicious nectar. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're they're at the I.O. and they're playing on Friday of next of this week. They're opening for this team called Dreamboat. Ooh. Wow, are they dreamy on that mm. boat? <laughs> I yeah, bet. Yeah. I bet. And then um, there's going to be uh, a girl named Paige Maney playing in this show called Hitchcock Tales. That's <laughs> it's a really fun drinking show, which if you've got your stein, mm. you know, brings that to the show and then you can, you know, drink from it while you watch the show. If you bring your I'd like some bacon with my beer, Clay Stein, I'm sure that you'll be yeah. able to get a free beer out of it. If you actually have that uh, Clay Stein that says, I'd like some bacon with my beer, send us a picture of you holding it and we'll send you a check for how much you spend on your beer. That's a promise. <laughs> that is a promise. I'm willing to do that. Yeah, me too. You guys must make so much money off of this show. We don't. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely don't because we always have people sending us their pictures of their steins that they made with the sayings on it. And we are just paying hand over nail for those things. Yeah, you would think that not that many people would cash in, but they do. Plus the one, two thousand bucks that we're sending over to the uh, CHFCI for content moderation every week. Yeah. Yeah. and then That's our red tube and then YouTube red subscriptions. Pockets. Oh, yes. Premium on both accounts. Well, so th- so if you're going to check that out, if you've listened to this show the week that it came out, then that is Friday, March 15th. That You can go catch Nectar at I.O. If you're listening to this after the week that it came out, then I would suggest that you go ahead and give uh, Hitchcock Tales or Nectar at I.O. a Google. I think that's a good idea. Bing it on Vine and see what you come up with. Well, um, let us bid you adieu. Auf Wiedersehen. Lufthansa. And as always and as ever, close up this section by saying uh, this has been the Ray Romano Memorial promo section. So may you rest in Deborah. Smells like courage. Yeah. Ha.